book six chapter nine of history of the reformation in the sixteenth century volume two by jean henri mel d'aubigne translated by henry beveridge this librivox recording is in the public domain chapter nine but what signified all this resistance by students rectors and priests if the mighty arm of charles v is joined to the mighty arm of the pope will they not crush these scholars and grammarians will any one be able to resist the combined power of the pontiff of christendom and of the emperor of the west the blow has been struck luther is excommunicated and the gospel seems lost at this solemn moment the reformer does not disguise to himself the magnitude of the danger to which he is exposed but he looks upward and prepares to receive as from the hand of the lord himself a blow which seems destined to annihilate him he retires within himself and meditates at the footstool of the throne of god what the result is to be says he i know not and i am not anxious to know certain as i am that he who sits in heaven has from all eternity foreseen the beginning the progress and the end of this affair wherever the blow is to strike i am without fear the leaf of a tree falls not without our father's will how much less shall we fall it is a small matter to die for the word since this word which became incarnate and that for us has itself first died if we die with it we shall rise again with it and passing along the same road by which it passed will arrive where it has arrived and remain with it throughout eternity sometimes however luther could not restrain the contempt which he felt for the manoeuvres of his enemies on these occasions he displays his characteristic combination of sublimity and sarcasm i know nothing of eck says he except that he arrived with a long beard a long bull and a long purse but i will laugh at his bull on the third of october he was made acquainted with the papal letter at length says he this roman bull has arrived i despise it and defy it as impious false and in all respects worthy of eck it is christ himself who is condemned it gives no reasons it merely cites me not to be heard but simply to sing a palinode i will treat it as spurious though i have no doubt it is genuine oh if charles v were a man and would for the love of christ attack these demons i rejoice in having to endure some hardships for the best of causes i already feel more liberty in my heart for at length i know that the pope is antichrist and that his see is that of satan himself it was not in saxony merely that the thunders of rome had produced alarm a quiet family of swabia a neutral family saw its peace suddenly broken up Bilibald Pirkheimer of Nuremberg, one of the most distinguished men of his age, having early lost his beloved wife Crescentia, was united in the closest affection with his two young sisters, Caritas, abbess of St. Clair, and Clara, a nun of the same convent. 
these two pious females served god in solitude and divided their time between study the care of the poor and preparation for eternity bilibald who was a statesman relaxed from public affairs by maintaining a correspondence with them they were learned read latin and studied the fathers but their favourite volume was the holy scriptures they had never had any other teacher than their brother the letters of caritas are written in a delicate and amiable spirit tenderly attached to bilibald she took alarm at the least danger which threatened him pirkheimer to dissipate the fears of this timid spirit wrote a dialogue between caritas and veritas charity and truth in which veritas tries to strengthen caritas nothing can be more touching or better fitted to solace a tender and agonized heart what must have been the terror of caritas when the rumour spread that in the papal bull bilibald's name was posted up beside that of luther on the doors of cathedrals in fact eck pushed on by blind fury had associated with luther six of the most distinguished men of germany that is karlstadt feldkirchen and egranus who gave themselves very little concern about it and adelman pirkheimer and his friend spengler whose public functions made them particularly alive to the insult there was great agitation in the convent of st clair how shall the disgrace of bilibald be borne nothing affects relatives more deeply than such trials in vain did the city of nuremberg the bishop of bamberg and even the dukes of bavaria interfere in behalf of spengler and pirkheimer these noble-minded men were obliged to humble themselves before dr eck who made them feel all the importance of a roman protonotary and obliged them to write a letter to the pope declaring that they adhered to the doctrines of luther only in so far as they were conformable to christian faith at the same time adelman with whom eck had once had a scuffle on rising up from table after a discussion on the great question which then occupied all minds was required to appear before the bishop of augsburg and purge himself on oath of all participation in the lutheran heresy still however anger and revenge had proved bad counsellors to eck the names of bilibald and his friends damaged the bull the character of these eminent men and their extensive connections increased the general irritation luther at first pretended to doubt the authenticity of the bull i learn says he in the first work which he published after it that eck has brought from rome a new bull which resembles him so much it is so stuffed with falsehood and error that it might well be named dr eck he gives out that it is the work of the pope whereas it is only a work of lies after explaining his reasons for doubting its genuineness luther thus concludes i must with my own eyes see the lead the seal the tape the conclusion the signature of the bull every part of it in short or i will not estimate all this clamour at the weight of a straw but no man doubted not even luther himself that the bull was the pope's germany waited to see what the reformer would do would he stand firm all eyes were fixed on wittemberg luther did not keep his contemporaries long in suspense 
on the fourth of november fifteen twenty he replied with a discharge of thunder by publishing his treatise against the bull of antichrist what errors what impostures said he have crept in among the poor people under the cloak of the church and the pretended infallibility of the pope how many souls have thus been lost how much blood shed what murders committed what kingdoms ruined further on he ironically says i know very well how to distinguish between art and malice and set very little value on a malice which has no art to burn books is so easy a matter that even children can do it how much more the holy father and his doctors it would become them to show greater ability than is requisite merely to burn books besides let them destroy my works i desire nothing more for all i wished was to guide men to the bible that they might thereafter lay aside all my writings good god if we had the knowledge of scripture what need would there be for my writings i am free by the grace of god and bulls neither solace nor frighten me my strength and consolation are when neither men nor devils can assail them luther's tenth proposition condemned by the pope was in the following terms no man's sins are pardoned if when the priest absolves him he does not believe that they are pardoned the pope in condemning it denied that faith was necessary in the sacrament they maintain exclaims luther that we ought not to believe that our sins are pardoned when we are absolved by the priest what then are we to do listen now o christians to a new arrival from rome condemnation is pronounced against this article of faith which we profess when we say i believe in the holy ghost the holy catholic church and the forgiveness of sins did i know that the pope had really given this bull at rome he did not doubt it and that it was not the invention of the arch liar eck i would cry aloud to all christians that they ought to hold the pope as the true antichrist spoken of in scripture and if he would not desist from proscribing the faith of the church then let the temporal sword resist him even sooner than the turk for the turks allow belief but the pope forbids it while luther was speaking thus forcibly his perils were increasing the scheme of his enemies was to drive him out of wittemberg if luther and wittemberg are separated both will be destroyed a single stroke would thus disencumber rome of both the heretical doctor and the heretical university duke george the bishop of merseburg and the theologians of leipzig were laboring underhand at this work luther on being apprised of it said i leave this affair in the hands of god these proceedings were not without result adrian professor of hebrew at wittemberg suddenly turned against the doctor it required great firmness in the faith to withstand the shock given by the roman bull there are characters which follow the truth only at a certain distance and such was adrian frightened at the condemnation he quitted wittemberg and repaired to leipzig to be near dr eck the bull began to be executed the voice of the pontiff of christendom was not an empty sound long had fire and sword taught subjection to it faggot piles were prepared at his bidding 
and everything indicated that a dreadful catastrophe was to put an end to the audacious revolt of the augustine monk in october fifteen twenty all the copies of luther's works in the shops of the booksellers at ingolstadt were seized and put under seal the archbishop-elector of mentz moderate as he was had to banish ulrich of hutten from his court and imprison his printer the papal nuncios having laid siege to the young emperor charles declared that he would protect the ancient religion and in some of his hereditary possessions scaffolds were erected on which the writings of the heretic were reduced to ashes princes of the church and magistrates were present at these auto da fe alcander was quite elated with his success the pope said he in imitation of precrio may dethrone kings he may if he chooses say to the emperor thou art only a tanner he knows well how to bring one or two miserable grammarians to their senses we will dispose moreover of duke frederick also to hear the proud nuncio one would have said that the pile of mints which consumed luther's books was le commencement de la fin the beginning of the end these flames it was said at rome will carry terror into every quarter such in truth was the effect on many superstitious and timid spirits but even in the hereditary states of charles where alone it was ventured to execute the bull the people and even the grandees often answered these pontifical demonstrations with derision or expressions of indignation luther said the doctors of louvain on presenting themselves before margaret regent of the netherlands luther is subverting the christian faith who is this luther asked the princess an ignorant monk well then replied she do you who are learned and in such numbers write against him the world will credit a multitude of learned men sooner than an isolated ignorant monk the doctors of louvain preferred an easier method they caused a vast pile to be erected at their own expense the place of execution was covered with spectators and students and burghers were seen hastening through the crowd their arms filled with large volumes which they threw into the flames their zeal edified the monks and doctors but the trick was afterwards discovered instead of the writings of luther they had thrown into the fire the sermones discipuli tartaret and other scholastic and popish books the count of nassau viceroy of holland when the dominicans were soliciting the favour of burning the doctor's books said to them go and preach the gospel as purely as luther and you will have nobody to complain of at a festival attended by the leading princes of the empire the reformer having become the subject of conversation the baron of ravenstein said aloud in the space of four centuries only one christian man has dared to lift his head and the pope is wishing to put him to death luther conscious of the power of his cause remained tranquil amid the tumult which the bull had excited did you not urge me so keenly said he to spalatin i would be silent well knowing that by the power and counsel of god this work must be accomplished the timid man was anxious for speech the strong man wished to be silent it was because luther discerned a power not visible to the eyes of his friend be of good courage continues the reformer 
christ began these things and christ will accomplish them though i should be put to flight or put to death jesus christ is present here and more powerful is he who is in us than he who is in the world end of book 6 chapter 9